Welcome back to Foster Adopts Minnesota's Let's Talk, a podcast that brings you valuable resources for prospective and current adoptive and foster families as well as professionals. My name is Sunny and I'm an education coordinator here at Foster Adopt Minnesota. And I'm Chris, also an education coordinator here at Foster Adopt Minnesota. Today we're having a conversation with our very own FAM colleague, Jessica Miller. Jessica is a former foster youth as well as an adoptive mother. She has graciously agreed to be here with us today to share her experiences and offer practical advice for foster and adoptive parents. Okay, welcome, Jessica. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to spend this time with you. Woohoo! All right. Um, so first, can you please share how your life intersects with foster care and adoption? Yes. Um, depending on how long your listeners have been around, they may recall that I am a foster and adoptive parent. Uh, my husband and I have been licensed foster parents for about six years. Over the last six years, we've welcomed 20 or so youth and children in our homes, um, ages newborn to 18. We have adopted a sibling set of three. Um, but what you may not know is that I also spent time in foster care as a child, which is part of the reason we decided to do foster care. So that's kind of how my life intersects is both that we are foster and adoptive parents. I am a former foster youth and I also work in the foster care and adoption world. So it's kind of what we uh, breathe around here. Foster, all foster care all the time. All the time. So, um, how many years were you in foster care? Um, I was in and out for a couple of years. Um, so just very short stays, mostly emergency placements, sometimes a little longer. Um, I am one of four biological siblings. So I have um, a sister and two brothers that were also in and out of foster care with me. Um, we weren't always placed together. There wasn't always a spot for all of us to go. So oftentimes I'd be my sister and I together and then my brothers together. Um, and then um, some life circumstances happened. My mom remarried and I was not in foster care anymore. Um, but after that point, my brothers continued to sometimes have to be in foster care as well. Mm. So how did that impact you having to be separated from your siblings? Yeah, it's hard. And, and so I'm the oldest. And so I think I felt like this responsibility, like I was always wondering, like, first of all, where are they? Like, where are my brothers? Are they okay? Um, can I talk to them? Can I see them? Like, when am I going to see them? And then there was also a little part that like, it was kind of maybe nice just being my sister and I a little bit too, right? We got to like play and do girly things. And like, it was, it was a very mixed emotion. Sure, sure. And just that not knowing. So could you ask and find out where they were or was that just not possible? Um, I would ask questions, but I would not get a lot of answers. And so I don't know if that was just because my foster parents didn't know the answers or if I was like young and they just didn't feel like maybe that was something they want, needed to talk with me about. I'm not really sure. Um, but no, I didn't get a lot of answers. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that I still think about. And, and it impacts me too, like as being a foster parent is that like, I think the foster kids, like for me as a foster youth, like I was the one experiencing it. And like, maybe, you know, that you want to protect us from some things, 
but at the same time, like we've already experienced it all, right? Like we're the, we're here, we've lived it already and we are now here. Um, so there's not much you can probably protect me from at this point, um, other than now you're like talking to me in a safe environment. Um, so yeah, I think it was hard, like just that unknown and not knowing. Mm. I was just gonna ask how those experiences impacted you as a parent, um, foster parent. And it sounds like you can relate to foster youth a little bit easier maybe than others and so what advice would you give your former foster parents yeah so that's a good question so i think there's a couple of things um if i was thinking about advice or suggestions one i think it's really important to have those conversations it's okay to not know the answers but just to really be open to having those conversations letting kids ask those hard questions but then also figuring out like, okay, I don't have this answer, but like, let's write it down. So the next time we talk to the social worker, we can remember to ask them, or let me tell you the next time the social worker is going to be here so that we know, or I'll just send the social worker an email quick, letting them know that like, this is something that's important to you. And I think also remembering that, yes, you want to let us be children. You want to let us have those like experiences to play and just be a kid because I even catch myself saying that sometimes too to kids like just be a kid but like that that's not natural for us right like it's not natural to just be a kid when you're so used to like caring for your siblings or making sure people are fed or taking care of the house like you know like you're parentified in a way that you don't know how to be a kid. Like some of the things that stand out to me from when I was in foster kids, I remember my foster parents would always say just go play just go play and like as an adult, I can look back and re realize, like, I didn't know at the age what that meant. Like, I didn't know how to just go play. Like, to me, that was code to, like, watch my sister. Okay, so I'm going with my sister. We're going to go to the Barbie house and we're going to watch you play, you know. And then, of course, um, my idea of playing is, like, I'm just going to organize the Barbie stuff while we're here. I'm going to put, like, the appropriate things in the kitchen area and the appropriate things in the bedroom area. And I'm going to, like, sort the shoes and organize the clothes, right? Um, but I didn't know how to play. And, like, even as an adult having kids, like, I have to force myself to, like, learn to play. And it's not something that's necessarily, like, enjoyable to me because I never really found joy in it as a kid. So it's something I'm learning as an adult. Wow. How could um, how could your foster parents have phrased it differently? So if they say go play, and then you kind of interpreted it, but it wasn't necessarily playing, could they have helped guided you in some way or said it a different way so that you could actually play? Yeah. So I wonder if maybe they would have said something like, tell us about some things that are of interest to you. What do you enjoy doing? Or what have you always wished you could try to do? or something new you'd like to try and maybe offering variety. I think go play is like a very vague, but like, hey, we have like crayons and coloring books or we have games or we have like a Barbie, you know, like just giving some very like concrete options of what that might look like. Okay. So what does Jessica's path, foster care, living, everything. How does this have impacts on your parenting? Just tell us. Yeah. So <laughs> I always, uh, I always say it's like living in two different worlds, right? Like I have this world that I've experienced and who's made me who I am now. Um, but also trying to raise kids who don't have to live in that same reality. Like I will always 
be the sum of my experiences, right? Like my experience being in foster care and what I experienced in my home life will always be part of who I am. But it's like carrying that at the same time as wanting to like raise children who don't have to experience that, who do get to love to play and learn, like get those opportunities that maybe I never had. While at the same time, acknowledging that I do have adopted children who have experienced trauma. And so how do I want to parent them? Like, what do I wish maybe my parents would have done differently as a kid who's experienced trauma? What, what can I do to continuously be a better parent to continue to work on my parenting skills? So what do you do? It's a good question. Really good question. So I will say, and this is going to sound really cheesy, and I promise no one paid me to say that, but one of my favorite ways to really be invested in parenting um, is Foster Adopt Minnesota's virtual classes, like your webinars. I will say it's one of those places that I go to and I feel valued and I feel heard. I feel these presenters who are like, that get it, right? Like it's somebody who's like, yes, we understand what it's like to parent children who maybe have experienced trauma. We know what unique things are happening maybe in your household or unique things that you experience because you are a former foster youth that maybe society doesn't quite grasp or understand or have to, right? So I think being in places and spaces um, that understand you and value that, but then also are like, hey, we get, we get you, we see you, but we're also going to give you some really great practical tips and strategies. And I think even just being mindful of the people that you surround yourself around, right? Like they always say you start to become like the people that you spend time with. So I'm spending time intentionally with like my friends who are like incredibly fun and like to laugh and can bring out that side of me. Whereas I would probably never be like schedule all the fun things. Okay. It's no surprise in my house. I'm not the fun parent. I'm sure maybe you <laughs> a little bit. My, my husband is perhaps the fun parent, but like surrounding myself with parents who are though, right. That can like give me inspiration, but then also like cover that gap where maybe I'm weak a little bit. Mm, okay. That's good. So did you find it hard to, um, open up during like these webinars and trainings and such with others in the foster adoption community? Do I find it hard to open up? Do you like when you first started doing this and doing, taking trainings? Yeah. And so, and the other part is so like, we're part of like a foster care support group in our area. I do. Cause I think it's really interesting because I wear so many hats, right? Like I work in the world professionally. Most people know me in our community as like a foster adoptive parent. My husband and I started our foster closet. And so people really know that sense. So I feel comfortable talking about foster care, um, but I don't as often open up about like my former foster youth experience. And I think it's taken me a lot of time just to be comfortable with that and to feel like those experiences like add value to a conversation and like figuring out where my space and place is in those conversations through that lens, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Do you feel like um, being a foster parent helps you to heal? Yes. I think it does. And I also think it like also exposes areas that maybe still need some healing and some love. Um, but I do, I think 
overall, and this is one of the things I want to say too, is like everybody's foster care experience is different, right? I'm just sharing with you and your listeners, my personal foster care experience, but I know that every former foster youth has their own story and their own experience. And I want to be very mindful and respectful of that. So I, I will gladly share with you mine, but also want to say like, this is not necessarily the reality for everyone else who's experienced out of home placement or foster care. But for me, foster care was really, it was a safe place. Um, it opened my eyes to things like families that sit at a table and eat a meal. Um, things that like, okay, like parents who like hug me before I go to bed, things that like could be different. Like it made me realize not everybody lives the same as me and that I could do it differently when I'm older. And so I think in that sense, we just want to create that same space here. Okay, so you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> so that's beautiful because I think foster parents sometimes get a bad rap or you know bad reputation and unnecessarily so because there's so many fabulous foster parents. And just to hear you say that is um, very encouraging. So thanks for that. I do. I agree. I think sometimes foster parents can get a bad rap. Um, but again, I can only speak from my own experience, both in foster care and as being a foster parent. And I will say, I'll be the first to say, I don't get it right all the time. I'm a foster parent. Like I don't get it right all the time, right? I'm still learning. I'm still learning to like what it's like to build relationships with these um, youth and their children and their families. I'm still figuring out what it's like to create an open, safe environment that might look very different to kiddos, right? Like for me as a youth, I walked in and it was like safe and comforting and encouraging, but not every youth is like me, right? For someone else that might be like intimidating and scary and unknown. And so just realizing like, I can't always look at things through my own experience and bias. Like I have to try to look through it through the, the youth eyes too. I think that's just a good life lesson in general, you know? Yes. Kudos to that. <laughs> what We're would you, all on that journey, right? We're all still right. <laughs> Man, nobody's perfect. What would you say? What advice would you give to foster parents who are beating themselves up for not getting it right first go round? Yeah, I would say the like you have to give yourself as much grace as you're giving these youth and children. I think it's so easy for us to love the youth and children who walk through our door that we need to love ourselves in that same measure and we need to love these youth's families in those same measures too so um that's great advice so as i'm listening to your story i hear um so jessica always was the mom you were the mom to your siblings and then you're the mom to your kids now and so you've always focused outside of yourself? Have you taken steps to focus inside as well on yourself? That is a really good question. And I wish I could just say, yes, here are the like tips and secrets that I have, but no, I will say I have, I have not, I think it's so much easier um, to take care of other people. Cause that's what I've always have done that. Like, this is a season of life that I realized I don't know what it's like for someone else to take care of my of me right like I really only know what it's like to take care of my own needs and not allow someone else to do that 
because I've never had it done as a child, right? And so those are things that like I'm still mentally processing as an adult and still working through. So the title of our podcast is Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. So in hindsight, what do you wish your foster parents had known? So to answer that, I'm just gonna share a little story if that's okay. Yeah. This is going to maybe reveal a lot of how old I am, but I remember um, being in foster care and finding their DVD collection, not their DVD collection, their VHS collection, Oh, right? And they had Dirty Dancing. And I was so excited because I loved watching Dirty Dancing. Like I'd already seen it. Like I loved it. And I was so excited. And I was like, can we watch Dirty Dancing? Like we can watch it with my sister. Like we can watch Dirty Dancing. And their response was, you're not old enough to watch it. Oh no. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I've already seen it. Like, I'm like, I've already seen it. Like I've already watched it. And they're like, you should not have watched this movie. It's not appropriate for you. And I just was it the jump? I don't know. I still to this day, not really sure. I probably should go back and rewatch the movie to try to figure out maybe what wasn't age appropriate about watching it. Um, but all I remember thinking is, oh, there's something wrong with me because I've already watched this movie. I like this movie. And now you're saying I shouldn't have watched it because I'm not old enough and it was not appropriate. So what does that say about my parents that I've watched this movie already and so I think mm. about like what do I wish my foster parents would have known as I think sometimes to have that grace and understanding that there's so much life lived outside before a youth shows up at your door and had you you foster parents have probably raised their own children with their own rules and expectations and family cultures but realizing that like, a kiddo walking in the door like hasn't conformed to that right like they haven't been raised in that same environment and while those may have been fair rules for your children like we don't want to shame kids for any experiences they've already had because there's nothing I could do right like, I can't undo the fact that I've watched the movie to like appease somebody right like I've already seen it I already like it I mean and so <laughs> right and maybe a good tip just for those to say to reframe it differently to reframe it differently right like it's okay for foster parents to have like expectations and guidelines in their house but it's it's really about how you frame it it could be like you know and I think about it myself like are there movies that I don't let my kids watch absolutely right like however if a foster youth came in my house and like I've already seen this movie or like can we watch this movie instead of saying something like we don't watch those movies in my house I might be like oh tell me more like who did you watch it with when did you you know like just being more conversational about it and then if it's something that's that's really important to them I might say like I can I hear that this is really important and something that you'd really like to do um what if we came up with a solution so like at this point some of the kiddos in my house probably shouldn't be watching this movie or haven't seen it yet they're maybe not quite ready but I hear that maybe you are so maybe we create a time or space you know where that we can make it appropriate for you, but then other kiddos still don't have to watch it or see it. Is it still oh, one of your favorite response. movies? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it in so long. I feel like I'm like I have so many feelings attached to the movie at this point, right? Like I 
I don't know. I feel like I feel guilty watching it. I know. Maybe you'll watch it now and go, oh, that's what they were saying. <laughs> Probably. Someone, someone from your podcast is going to email you and say, that's why. That's why I should have watched it. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> when I think of that movie, I think of Zoe Deschanel in one of her sitcoms. That's the movie she would watch when she would break up with somebody <laughs> and cry and watch it. I love it. <laughs> Well, Jessica, do you have any last thoughts for our listeners? I think it's any closing thoughts I think of is that, again, every foster youth has a different experience and their association with foster care, it can be on a huge spectrum. Some foster youth are gonna be incredibly grateful for their experience like I am. And some foster youth are gonna walk away and not have had a great experience. And it, and it may not even have be anything to do with the placement or the foster parent, right? We just can never know what somebody's experience and the tools and resources they have to deal and face with those. So I think the thing I just say is like, be aware of our own bias and our own experience and how that shades our perspective when it comes to caring for youth and just to meet them where they are, have a conversation, connect with them. That's super great. And I can tell it really comes from your heart and you're not reading it or anything like that too. So I really appreciate spending time with us this afternoon yes thank you for being here yes and thank you for all of that you guys do again I know I know it sounds cheesy but I'm so thankful for foster.minnesota <laughs> Minnesota and your podcast and your webinars and as a foster parent feeling like I'm not alone out here in the middle of nowhere okay well thank you thank you for that thank you so much for joining us today for let's talk please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to our podcast and tune in again soon.